0: Welcome to the Business Power Hour hosted by Deb Creer. Join us as Deb talks with her guests, experts in their fields, as they share real life stories and techniques to power up your business.
1: Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer and I am passionate about working with professionals to give them the tools to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And I cannot wait to talk to today's guest because he has done what I think many of my listeners want to do, and that is gotten off the nine-to-five train. He works from home, but it's very different. In fact, he he is a professional blogger, and his blogging website is bloggingfromparadise.com. And I love this concept because my guest is a full time kind of nomad. Any place he and his wife have internet access, they work from. And so I, just, I love this concept. You know, this is so cool. So please join me in welcoming Ryan Bidoff to our program today.
0: Deb, thanks so much for having me. Really appreciate it.
1: You know, this really is very cool. And, you know, as we go through the program, we'll let folks know just really what this means. But before then, let me tell people just a little bit about you. So Ryan Bidoff is a blogger, author, and world traveler who's been featured on Richard Branson's Virgin Blog, Forbes, Fox News, Entrepreneur, Positively Positive, Lifehack, Donchow.com, and NeilPatel.com. He has written and self-published 126. Yes folks, you heard that right. 126 bite-sized ebooks on Amazon. <coughs> there are also audiobooks on iTunes. And Ryan can help you retire to a life of island hopping through smart blogging at <coughs> bloggingfromparadise.com. So again, Ryan, welcome. This is going to be so cool.
0: Oh, really, really appreciate it, Deb. So happy to be here and uh, chat about blogging from paradise.
1: I love it. You know, and, and I wanted to mention that I was first introduced to you via your lovely wife, Kelly Cooper. I had Kelly on our program, and we talked about the law of attraction. And, you know, all of this really does tie together. It's about getting from the universe what you put out there. And what you really want from it. Um, And I love that you guys have done this because you've done it very successfully. And I think that's probably one of the things that people think is, oh, my gosh, it sounds great. But how the heck do we make it work?
0: Exactly. Exactly. I think that's one of the things, Deb, it's the dream sounds amazing. But Mm -hmm. there's that instant tension of how the heck can we do it? And I think it's one of the the cool things about both of uh, us, Kelly and I, is that We started from really humble beginnings with absolutely no concept that you could even build a business online. I didn't know what a blog was 10 years ago. So the fact that we could dive in with the right intent and do what we're doing, it shows that really anybody can do it if they really, really want to do it and they have that intent purified enough.
1: Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know, you mentioned that 10 years ago you didn't even know about blogging. You know, you you started in the corporate world. You did all those traditional things. You went to college. You went to corporate America, yada, yada, yada. Now, I will admit, you are probably young enough that I could be your mother. Um, But, you know, know, if I had you when I was like 12, right? Um, So, you know, why did you decide that corporate America wasn't for you and that this was a path that you were going to go down?
0: Well, you know what it was, Deb? I think I put in so much time at my my prior jobs. And then the last job I held was even a real deviation from corporate America. I was working as as a peer guard at a shipping terminal. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'd work 18-hour days and I'd work seven days a week. And I was so fed up when I got let go of that job. Of trading time for money, you know, I'd see people and they made a fair amount of money down the down the docks, as they call them in New Jersey, down the terminal. But uh, but you see, they're like literally trading away their life. And I'm like, I just I did that for about four years, and I'm like, I can't do this anymore. And I saw the potential when Kelly mentioned to me about doing something online, you know, starting a business or this thing called blogging. This great mystery. (laughs) I'm Mm -hmm. thinking that seems like it could be interesting because, of course, you'd have to put in the time and learn the skills. But I could do something where eventually money would flow to me passively. And on top of that, I could actually do stuff like travel or just mm-hmm. chill at home for the afternoon and not have to be on that, that daily clock because I just worked so much. I mean, I took off usually one day a year. We got five days and I took off one. And I remember a couple of years I didn't take off any days. So, mm-hmm. And whenever I tell that to my European readers, I can almost hear them retching in the background right. with their, <laughs> with yeah, their months it's, off. It's and,
1: almost forced that they take time exactly. off. Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly, exactly, and so kind of having that, that introduction to things, I'm like, you know what, you know, I worked jobs for a few years, like decent jobs, quote unquote, and, and this peer guard job, and I'm like, I got to do something fun and freeing, and then that's what I found about the online bit, and I had that intent always to, even through my struggles, I want to do the freeing thing so I could set up a life for myself and mm-hmm. for Kelly, and just inspire other folks to do the same thing, where you kind of have that freedom, and that's, that's really, for me, the, the number one currency.
1: Right you know and it it is something that is, is very different from what most people think about even you know being like a home-based business because you do you you travel extensively and i love that and we'll talk more about some of the places that you have been but it's it also had to be very scary because you know we're you know whether you're my generation or your generation you know the, the way we were brought up was you you went to school, you got a job, you worked and you worked and you worked and you worked and you worked, and maybe at some time you retired, you know. And and so to think that you can have a different philosophy and be very successful at that, you know. And, and folks, I want to point out the fact that Ryan and Kelly are very successful at this. Now, you know, I'm not assuming that you're living in million dollar mansions when you're in some of these places, but. It is, it is something that, that from your own definition of success, you are successful. And, you know, I think that's the, the key is, you know, it's, it's what you define as being successful. Um, you mentioned in, you know, I was reading some of your, your information online. You know, obviously we've talked about it's blogging from paradise. And for some people, paradise is being able to write from their back deck. So, you know, it's, it's that own definition of paradise, of success, all of those various things.
0: So, so important. So true, Deb. And some people see see my shirt sometimes. Actually, a number of months back, one guy in the subway said, beautiful paradise. What does that mean to you? And I was like, wherever you feel happiest, wherever feels the most freeing, wherever you're enjoying yourself. And Mm -hmm. it could be anywhere. It could be your back deck. It could be you love your job. So keep working. That's paradise for you. And that's the real key. And for everybody, it is different. And I always try to say, hey, retiring to a life of island hopping through smart blogging, but remember that it's for all bloggers or really anybody that just wants to have their own their own version of paradise.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. You know and and that's what I love about what you do is you work with people to give them the skills and the training that they can find their paradise where it is their paradise.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And that's that's what I really built it around is in the tagline, smart blogging tips, so people can use these tips that are just effective, and, and they're the fundamentals that, that's the mm-hmm. thing, it's it's the creating, the connecting, the learning a skill, the practicing and learning a skill because making money online and building a business it's, these are skills you have to develop, like mm-hmm. anything in life so anybody could use these tips to build their business to build their blogs online mm-hmm. over time, patiently, and then yeah, wherever they want to live, and, and we give people enough, I think of a of a, a, a smorgasbord of places if they want to test places out or live vicariously through us. I mean, mm-hmm. Southeast Asia or, of course, in the States here in New York City where we are now in the Upper West Side or or anywhere, Fiji, Central America. It's just they get all these these tastes and then they could say, hey, you know, maybe that's, that's not really for me at all. I just want to live in my hometown and maybe develop a little passive income stream or maybe I, I do want to leave my nine to five job, but, you know, still live where we're at and spend time with the kids Mm your grandkids. And, and that's, what's so cool about it. These skills are transferable to any type of life that you want to live. And it's everybody's dream is, is tailored differently. And that's what makes everything interesting. So, so that's something I've always thought about as I've been building things up, whatever you want to do, these certain skills and these fundamentals, they'll, they'll work beautifully for you if you see them through and stick with them.
1: Right. You know, and, and of course, that's the key to all of it is this isn't just, hey, I'm going to do it a little here, or do it a little there. If mm. you're really doing this as a career, then you have to stick to it. And and it's funny, I was at a, a meeting the other day and, and somebody was asking, they said, you know, they were having trouble maintaining focus. And I thought, holy cow, squirrel. <laughs> <You know>? and, <laughs> you know, and and so that is one of the things that, you know, I I have trouble with and lots of people have trouble with is actually focusing and doing that. And and it's funny because we think, oh, you know, blogging from paradise and blogging and all these things. You can just kind of do it whenever and all these things. My assumption is while that's in some ways true, you probably still have a pretty set definition of, you know, your work. You know, it's not just I'm going to I'm going to do this whenever. I'm, you know, tell us about what say a typical day is for you.
0: Sure. Sure. Yeah. It's one thing to always remember. I tell folks that it's blogging from paradise. Right. And a lot of folks think, you know, you're here, you're my CG and it's, it's, um, there's work, there's work. And even when you're established, but especially in the beginning and even when you're established too, because things start expanding for you more and more and you're going to be more of the person you really want to become. So, so for me, like I'll just pick a day like today, I woke up, went out for my run in the morning, really diligent morning routine. Cause Just personal development, self-help, more than anything, managing your energy, mindset stuff. That's huge. Mm -hmm. So I always do about uh, 10 to 15 minutes of meditating on waking. Uh, Recently, I've been running a lot more and and really uh, working that up. But like usually a half hour to an hour of exercise, exercise. Some stretching, I jump into an icy cold shower. So this is all before the work starts as far as the yeah. practical stuff because mm-hmm. you have to have your energy right yes. your or mind else you'll know, fail. Right it mm-hmm. has to be mm-hmm. so right. So I'm really into this morning routine for that, that getting my vibe right. And then as far as the work, uh, I'll usually publish uh, two to four guest posts every day. At least two or three though where I'll write or I'll do a video and, and publish those on blogs where I'm placing guest posts through so the relationships I've built over the years. And that's another thing. I do blog commenting, um, also publishing a few guest posts on my blog, or not a few guest posts, rather a few posts on my blog. In addition to just the networking and the creating and connecting, it's, it's a different amount of hours every day, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's a work day. Like even when you're not you know, trying to, to be in survival mode, and you kind of establish it. You're still putting in four, six, eight hours a day, not because you have to or need you. You need to, but because you really want to. Right. And I think that's where the focus starts getting more laser, laser clear. When it's like, okay, I love what I'm doing. You know, has it been some struggles? Maybe you're a little afraid of stuff. But for me, it's 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 really keeping it as simple as possible. A little bit of social media marketing, uh, a lot of writing, though. And that's one thing I suggest any new blogger: a thousand words a day, just for practice. Just to get your find your writing voice to gain the clarity and confidence to to be able to do the guest posting and effective blog commenting. Mm-hmm. So so a lot of creating and connecting and just more than anything, you're keeping it simple, but you're being committed to say, hey, like you said, it's you got to really be all in because you know what it is that when you think of like offline businesses because there's no, quote unquote, a physical real estate or something like that. But when you look at someone with a corner store, you're thinking, hey, they're going in there. Maybe they take off one day a week, but a lot Mm -hmm. of folks don't. And they're working eight, 10, 12 hours a day. And you start realizing online business, just because everything is virtual or cyber, it doesn't mean anything different, really. I mean, we may have the upfront cost, which is a blessing, but sometimes people have this silly idea that because you could just fork over your credit card to start an online business or say, get your domain and hosting down, that'll be easy to grow it. And it's... It could be really uncomfortable at right. times, but totally worth it.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and developing that routine is, is you know, in, in my view, one of the hardest things for – someone who is, you know, on their own, an entrepreneur, small business owner, things like that. And especially if you're working out of your house um, because Mm. it is so easy to get distracted. You know, we're not even going to talk about if you've got a beach out there like you do frequently. (laughs) Um, But, you know, the laundry comes up, kids need taken to school, the dog needs walked, you know, all these various things. And, you know, I started my business many years ago as as a home-based business. And the hard part was convincing you know it, actually setting that routine myself and saying okay you know I'm pretty much going to work and I'm putting that in my little air quotes because you know as as you know we're we're actually doing 24/ 7 but you know I I have regular office hours and so I would tell my friends and the people around me I had regular office hours so you know don't call and expect to chit chat at two in the afternoon. And then the same thing was true of my clients, you know, don't expect that I'm going to be available for you at eight o'clock at night, unless it's an emergency, you know, things like that. So setting some of those boundaries was one of the, the hardest things for me to do, but I think it is, has helped make me so successful.
0: Yeah, it's really huge, Deb, and it's so good that you, you do that, and it's a lesson I learned the hard way mm-hmm. because, like you said, having those beaches out there. And it's, it's funny because I actually, for a long time, went in the opposite direction. I was too regimented, mm-hmm. and I wasn't enjoying the travels as much right. as I should have been. <clears throat> that was one of my biggest mistakes. But then again, I did need to be like, this is what I'm working and shutting the door, and if mm-hmm. other stuff was going on, I couldn't get away. Then I put on my um, headphones and listen to my whatever mm-hmm. shamanic drumming, whatever it is. Where I go into the zone with my you know YouTube selection there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it just has to be that way. and Same thing with clients. Boom, nine to six, and it, it's just you have to set up those boundaries to respect yourself energetically and to be like, this is when I'm working. And then, like you said, it is 24-7 You know, when you're in our, our gig, but in the same respect, this is when I'm pulling back and when I'm going to go for a run or spend some time with the family or spend right. some time with the pets or watch Netflix because that's, that goes back to the freedom. And that's mm-hmm. what I try to tell people. I have some guys, celebrity bloggers, guys that have been online since the 90s making money online and made millions, and, and they send me emails. and They're like, Ryan, how do you do it? And what they mean is how do you have the life of freedom? Right. Because some of these folks and they're they're relatively happy guys and gals and they're succeeding uh, from a worldly space and they're doing and they love what they do but they're still kind of a little too tied down mm-hmm. and they don't have that sh- turn off time like right. okay this is it the business stops then and you have mm-hmm. to do that or else you'll you'll go bonkers
1: mm-hmm. right and some of them made commitments to themselves to others whatever you know regarding those time frames you know I, there was mm. uh, one of the the major bloggers i won't say his name but one of those that you know has has made you know his fortune off of doing things and you know and and, and his was very regimented he was going to post a blog post every single day that's what people expected and mm. you know and, and initially they were great they were inspirational they were informative i loved getting them and then you could tell as his passion kind of declined and he mm. thought of it as more of a chore uh, you know some of his posts were like two sentences long so he had yeah. that commitment he had done that blog post but it was totally worthless and you know that's one of the things i tell people is especially with blogging you know yes you should you know you need to do it on somewhat a schedule you know it's not publish you know ever once in a while or it's not really worth it but don't be caught so much in i have to publish. Every single Friday that you forget that, you know, you it, you don't really have to do it on Friday. And most of the time people don't care. I mean, you know, if it comes exactly. out on Thursday or Saturday, OK, that works. Um, exactly. You know, okay, so don't it's all an understand. energy game. Right. Right. Totally. A hundred percent. And when we get ourselves so regimented, then, you know, we lose that energy.
0: Yep. Yep. And, you know, it's funny, too. I get. So many interviews or people asking or even guest posts because I've been writing so many recently, you know, spreading the word and, and helping folks out. And they're like, what is your schedule like? I got to know your tips for productivity. And people, their brains, I can almost see their brains cyber exploding, you know, right. through the internet when I tell them that I take this much time off and I keep myself in bed. Last mm-hmm. night, and just, I just had some insomnia here in the city. But like last night was probably the first night since we were back from Thailand over two I was a two months or two and a half months. Yeah. Two and a half months now where I was, I didn't sit in bed for eight to 10 hours before I came back. To work and right. I always get either t- eight to ten hours of sleep mm-hmm. or I just lay in bed I'm like that's my rule you have to have your energy right and take mm-hmm. time off and do these other things and it's such a difficult thing for most folks to understand because obviously Kelly and I talk about this all the time it is all about managing your energy and when you mm-hmm. have that like you said that daily posting schedule. or some people tell me sometimes oh I step it up and post daily I'm like you don't understand if I try to post daily on my blog I'll be stepping it down Right. And then they're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense because it's mm-hmm. not I could do guest posts in other places, 600 words, you know, where it's more less thorough and just, you know, maybe an inspirational point. But even then, I'm still making sure it's 600 words and mm-hmm. that I'm really inspired and I'm adding my energy to it. So that's right. That's
1: everything. Right. And as readers, we pick up on that energy. You know, the, the second that it seems like somebody's phoning it in. You know, we're on to something else because we, mm. part of why we are reading is to be inspired, to be informed. And if you can tell, they're like, oh, I have to write 600 words today. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, you can get by with that for a little bit, but pretty soon people are gone.
0: Yeah, they'll disappear because it's, they're just reflecting back to you, your lack of enthusiasm, your lack of passion, your fear based driver. And so mm-hmm. much of that that daily posting and challenges. Like, I'm like, listen here's the deal all these bloggers do these 30-day challenges and if it resonates with them it's awesome but Mm -hmm. i'm like here's what i do and what i suggest you do do a life challenge like act like you're going to be here forever and you're going to be blogging for decades even Mm -hmm. if you're not because then you'll slow things down and when you do things from that more mindful present-minded power space you're going to tap into your true power Mm -hmm. and that's where the colorful analogies come out like a lot of my ebooks i mean i've written whole ebooks i'm being stalked by uh uh, lady boy prostitutes in Thailand. And it's like, how could you write a whole ebook on that and mm-hmm. and different blogging lessons that teaches you. But those ideas come to me when I'm not forcing it, when I'm not right. pushing it, when it's not regimented. And that's, that's where you could add that pop or you add that real in depth. Even if your work appears as simple as can be, some people's blog posts just seem to go, not even viral, but they grow and grow and grow. And it's just their energy is in that mm-hmm. space of just passion and it's more pure intent and it's just such a, a different experience than anything that's regimented or where there's the tension right. and the fear based stuff.
1: Right. And as a business person, that may be a, a blog once a month, you know, exactly. and, and because you're, you're kind of building on that passion or, you know, whatever it is. And, you know, and and then people are always, well, you know, how long should it be? And for a while I told, oh, it needed to be, you know, and I finally said it needs to be as long as it needs to be. You know, sometimes it might be 300 words. Sometimes it might be 2,000. Now, could you cut that into more than one blog post? Maybe. But, you know, again, when you get so caught up in being regimented, you lose that passion.
0: 100%, 100%. And and the problem with a lot of the advice being offered out there, people, especially hyper-successful bloggers that are so focused on stats and metrics and appeasing the google gods they get right into this thing and they they condition these huge new you know throngs of new bloggers unless it's over 2000 don't even bother say words mm-hmm. and unless it's biweekly and people are going to forget you and and it's all this negative fear based stuff that they project on other folks and i mean they're doing an awesome thing with building their business. And I understand some people really resonate with that, but so many folks, they don't resonate with it and it's mm-hmm. all forced. And they're like, oh, I wrote an 800 word post and I think it's garbage. And I'm like, no, it's like what you said. It's as long as it needs to be. And if you do that once a month or every couple weeks, and especially when people come to me in the beginning, I'm like, don't post any more than once a week, because when you're new to it, you're going to try to just do it daily or two or three, and then it's going to be unrealistic and your energy and that's not there. So when you can just focus on this idea of not specific word count, it could help and use that as a framework in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But if you're willing to let your feelings guide you a little bit more, a little more with the heart, a little less with the head, then you're going to find intuitively your groove. And that's where the real creativity and the real energy gets flowing. And that's when you'll be lapping a lot of folks who started maybe at the same time as you. <clears throat> like a lot of folks were blogging when I started and some of them are just absolutely you know killing it and doing great. And other folks are still running into the same struggles or similar struggles I've seen from literally almost a decade ago. And you could tell so much of it, it's just that, that forced energy. But when you have those breakthroughs, it's always like honoring the, the nudges and thinking, okay, let me pull back here and not be so regimented, regimented and just so rigid and really focus more on, on doing what I really love to do and letting things flow a little bit more.
1: Right. So you are a full time blogger. And and I'll be honest that, you know, I'm I'm like, really? How how do you do it? You know, and and so tell us what it took for you to be a full time blogger and what that really means.
0: Well, more than anything, Deb, it was a, a full commitment to saying, and you mentioned it before, like this lifestyle like leaving the 9 to 5 and Kelly and I don't have kids we don't have a home you know we're nomads like it it was terrifying at times because oh as much as it was fun and freeing i mean it's just like what are we doing <laughs> you know there's always those moments and especially when you're really struggling in the beginning so in those moments i just had to be like okay or we had to be like really you know no matter what we're going to ride these Dips out and just make our fun and our freedom and our willingness to live life on our terms, mm-hmm. live life made to order, live life by design. Like right. we have to make that our prime driver. So when these decisions came up, you know we could have went in another direction that was more, maybe more binding. We'd be more bound or do the freeing thing. Always went towards the freedom. Freedom. So from there, it was just focusing more on the creating. Once we get our energy right, or we got mm-hmm. our energy right, and we still mm-hmm. face the fears, but. Really, on creating and connecting, because one of the things that most folks don't realize is the money is in your energy, first off, but beyond that, like from a worldly perspective, the money's in your content. Like, a lot of people think of these income streams and, like, how do you make money through those streams or how do you make money with AdSense? I'm like, well, AdSense actually is an animate object, it can't do anything unless you're doing anything with the AdSense. And then Mm he said, Oh, yeah, so really, what you're doing to, to have people connect with you and really buy into your message. And like, man, I love what they do. You're creating this free content persistently. Again, not something you have to force out, but you're putting that out. You're staying on topic, and that was one of the things I, I did for a long time. stay on topic, put out the content regularly, do some networking, because I'm a big believer in the Robert Kiyosaki quote, you, you know, the wealthiest people on earth look for, you know, they're searching right. for them and they're connecting with them and build their networks and everybody else looks for work. Mm-hmm. So I was just constantly promoting other bloggers, commenting on their blogs, not looking for handouts and saying, Hey, can you know, going to a top, um, a top blogger and saying, Hey, could you hook me up? I really need to be featured on your blog. I would comment on their blog for say two or three months, right. you know, maybe once a week, leave they a real person. That's it. And then when they get to know you, then they, endorse you it's like when i released my first two ebooks uh chris brogan who's a new york times bestselling author mm-hmm. he tweeted them out without wow. me even mentioning it Hold i just it mentioned down. to him i'm so excited you inspired me and this guy's uh-huh. a new york times bestselling author and i'm like all i did was comment on his blog but he mm-hmm. respected that and tweeted right. his posts out so that's where it's at and mm-hmm. and that was really one of the big drivers to build it up the income streams i added later but when you have that foundation of content that's where the the money mm-hmm. really is because when people buy into that then when you release books and you release courses Or, you know, you see your services, oh, consulting, boom, I'm hiring them. And then that's where that full-time income comes from. And then, of course, too, it really helps to have multiple streams of income. I think I have about 10 or 11 right now through my blog, which really helps because then you have money coming in through different channels, different levels, and then that all adds up over time. Mm
1: -hmm. Right. Well, you know, speaking of content, what is it that you write about? Because I think that's the other thing is people are like, okay, if I'm going to do this full-time, what the heck would I write about?
0: Sure, sure. Really, I myself, I cover blogging tips because I mm-hmm. picked blogging from paradise. <clears throat> how to retire to a life of island hopping through smart blogging, and I just wanted to teach people how to do what I did because literally, I was retired to a life of island hopping through smart mm-hmm. blogging. But for the longest time, I was doing more of a make money online blog. But mm-hmm. as far as individuals are thinking about blogging, whatever you most enjoy, like whatever wherever your passion is, whatever you have the most fun doing. Blog about it. Like I tell right. folks, if you can talk about it all day long, blog about it all day long, mm-hmm. or not all day long, but blog about it, blog about it, and that's where your 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 really most successful topic lies because you'll work for the fun of it, and you won't be so attached to outcomes. The work will be the reward because you'll enjoy exploring the topic, and then that's where the curiosity comes in. That's where sharing content about your passion and helping other like-minded people and solving their problems and helping them live their dreams and just expressing yourself. And you create that sort of, I don't say peculiar is the right word, but that sense of detachment you need to have to really allow this thing to gain momentum, and to be patient and to grow into something where you could be a a pro blogger, or where you could, you know, start an income stream part time on the side that generates you some nice cash every month. Or so I would say, more than anything, them it's really following your passion. Whatever you could talk about all day long, mm-hmm. blog about it, and you'll start to create the niche with your passion and energy, and that's right. where things start to expand. Right,
1: and it could be, you know, sales tips. Maybe you're a great salesperson, so you can do sales tips. One of the things I was thinking about as you were talking about this were the mommy bloggers. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. that was probably one of the very first kind of groups of people who blogged almost every day where, you know, the mommy bloggers or, you know, maybe it's somebody who's going through an illness, you know, and, and they're posting online, you know, and so then it, it evolves into giving tips and, and you know, all sorts of, of advice and support and things like that. But you're right. It, it has to be something that somebody feels passionate about, especially if you're going to do it full time
0: that's exactly it and i think it's the examples you mentioned ever so dead on and it's it just makes me think of my my cousin you know works full time mm-hmm. has a full time job out of his family and he just started a blog about two and a half months ago when he was really on the fence, really on the fence for the longest time. But um, but it's actually about grieving. You know, he oh. lost his, his mother and his mm-hmm. sister at a really young age. And mm-hmm. for years, he was thinking about it, thinking about, it, but he was always passionate about it. And you he he had a gift with the world to share and, and to show that it, the grievings, it, it could be healing and transformative. And it's not something that you have to to cling to. So it was like that was something that resonated with him. So he wasn't even thinking, I mean, maybe down the road doing it full time. And he kind of has that vision a little bit. But he's like, let me just share this gift with the world. And that's mm-hmm. that's like a perfect example. And I'm sure, you know, 20 years ago or before it happened, you probably would have dreamed that obviously blogging wasn't in existence then. But in the same regard, these things happen in life. And blogging just gives you a platform to share your gifts with the world, to share your story, to, to connect the world and to inspire the world. And that's, that's mm-hmm. the absolute blessing of it, that we could reach people literally all over the world, and especially with the, you know, increasing – uh, internet uh, adoption rates in so many countries and internet speed increasing where mm-hmm. people on their phones in the middle of nowhere. And we saw it. We've been in these places in the middle of nowhere, literally, in some of our trips. Uh, and they're on there on their smartphone, on their right. Facebook and Googling things. So that's what's so beautiful about it.
1: Right. You know, and, and a, a lot of people started blogging as kind of like a journal. Um, I was remembering, I'm, you know, a huge Big Bang Theory fan. And, and <laughs> you know, Raj had this girlfriend who, you know, she was very, very socially inept. He liked her because she had more problems than he did. And she mentioned the fact that she had a blog. Well, of course, he's like, ooh, ooh, ooh. And he, he found it. And, you know, and, and then he mentioned it to her. And she said, well, I didn't think anybody ever read it. And, of course, what I'm thinking of was, well, then why did you put it on the Internet if you didn't? Because And she was actually kind of a, a, upset that he had read it and it was like, well, okay, you put it out there publicly. So you can't be upset if somebody finds it and reads it. But I think that really was what a lot of people did and, and still do is they use it as kind of an online journal, um, you know. And, and, and whether it is that they're providing sales tips or travel tips. I know you do, you know, a lot of, about your traveling, you know, all these various things. That is, again, what makes it personal.
0: It is. It is. And I think that's the that's the energy you want to, of course, where it's maybe we're open and you know that, okay, people are going to see this and maybe want to connect to people. That makes it a little easier as far as accelerating your success rate and, and networking and such. But that's the type of energy where you want to dive into it, where it's something you're telling your story. It's something where you're sharing your expertise or whatever it is, but it's like a... Like, you know what I say? It's like a, almost like a, I mean, this is really old school, but like a fireside chat. You know, I used to talk about way back in the day with Roosevelt and where it's just you're sitting down and I've met so many bloggers offline after knowing them online for many, many years through my world travels and just through here being back home in New Jersey. And they're like, Ryan, it's just when I meet you in person, this is exactly who I thought I'd meet through your blog. Through your videos, through your words, they're like you're just like the blog. And there's that was always one of my intents. I don't want any divergence, wins, failures, humor, you know, whatever it is. It's just it's me. Like if you meet me in person, there'll never be that divergence. And that's when you're in blogging for just sharing your thoughts. And it's maybe want to do it full time down the road, but still, like your prime intent is to just make it like where you're. It's like an online online uh, almost like a, a diary where it's more of a cyber diary then you're just opening up opening up more people start flowing in and that's you have that critical authenticity that will help you <clears throat> reach heights that that few do and i think some of the places that have been featured uh, i my authenticity opened the door because there's so many travel bloggers and so many blogging tips bloggers and it just it was like some of these places and fox news and entrepreneur and forbes and i'm like how do you? And then you realize, oh yeah, and you see the other people on the list too, and they have their flair. Everybody has their different style, but they're all authentic.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Well, yeah, you know, that, that does lead me to that question. You know, how do you get featured on those sites? You know, I, I have a friend on Facebook who has now become a blogger for Forbes, and he is very wow. rightly extremely proud of that. But, you know, for somebody else, it might be that they're featured in their chamber of commerce, you know, whatever it is. But how in the heck do you do you get the big guys? You know, you have had posts on really some of the the biggest things in the world. How the heck does that happen?
0: So much of it is just focusing so heavily on not from the place of force, but just from the place of like generosity and connecting with so many people Mm -hmm. (laughs) where you're just for me, it was blog commenting and guest posting. Okay. And those two vehicles helped me appear to be everywhere in my niche. And when you kind of appear to be everywhere, quote unquote, I understand it's an appearance. I'm not actually, mm-hmm. right. I'm the present. I'm mm-hmm. still going for that. No. But, uh, but it's one of those things where if you appear to be all over the place, then like, like I think it was the Virgin and the Forbes uh, features where they're like, oh, I found you on Twitter. And on Twitter, I have now 50, about 52,000 followers mm-hmm. and I'm engaged. Um I Fine. really engage people. I don't use it as a place to just to send links out all day long. I send a lot of links. But between that, building my network and just creating the value through my blog, when you do that persistently and you're meeting new people, everywhere people turn, they'll see you. And when you have that level of familiarity within your niche, and for me it's both the blogging tips and then a lot of the travel blogging niche or the digital nomad niche. And people are like, yeah, he seems like an expert. Let's interview him. So it's kind of just that doing the tiny little things that most people totally ignore because they're just mm-hmm. focusing on these big fish. And I'm just commenting on blogs and personalizing every interaction and tweeting these people's posts. And now I have friends all over the world in these niches. And then they promote me. They expand my presence. Then when people are looking on Twitter or they come across my blog because I'm on you know, a gazillion different blogs, these different features, and all different levels of blogs too – Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, yeah, this guy seems like he's an authority, and I know he's been traveling the world for six years, and I love his blog, and he has that authentic feel. So that's really how you do it. It's like paying attention to those little things where you're personalizing every connection. For me, blog commenting and guest posting were two huge tools for doing that, Mm -hmm. and then just being authentic and doing it persistently because so many folks, they desperately – you have to have the right energy. They're desperately, and I get the emails almost daily now – You've been on this. You've been on Life Hack. You've been on Pause, Pause and Virgin. You know how can I get on those blogs? Get me on those can blogs. Get me you. on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's not. I say when you when you ask people if you want to know the secret, how can you get? Stop yourself right when you get to get. Stop, 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 and say yeah. how can I give and help this person? Right. And that's where right. most people totally mess it up. It's like rather than you know like comment on my blog, tweet my posts, like befriend me, and then mm-hmm. over time as your writing skills will improve. Then who knows what comes out of that? I may tweet you more. I may mention a feature on my blog, or I don't do interviews as much, but at least link into you, and then that helps you kind of align through my blog when people look on my sidebar and they see, oh, look where he's been featured, he's been on Fox mm-hmm. News, and then they see your link in my post. That's the power of association, right. and then you didn't have to be. You weren't directly on version of Fox News, but you were on Blogging Paradise, which is becoming more well-known, so you see how that happens, and then when that happens on 15 or 30 or 5,000 other blogs... Then you kind of get it, but it's that patient, persistent, meet one person at a time, make an impact, be generous, befriend these people, help these right. people, be a constant presence, and then that's where these really cool features, uh, they will pop up in your inbox.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and one of the things you talk about is, is, you know, obviously commenting on other people's blogs, and we want to be clear, clear folks, this isn't just saying, oh, I agree. Or you know, great point. You know, anybody can can do that. It's about adding that extra little bit, just like if you were if, talking to them. And and you know, that's what I tell people is, you know, it, it, you might say great article, but then tell them why. You know, or say, exactly. you know what? I disagree a little bit with you, and here's why. You know, obviously be respectful, all those various things. But you know, especially if you're wanting to to befriend this person, uh, but you know, or share their information. You know, on, on Twitter, on Facebook, you know, LinkedIn, all those various things, you know, share what is out there. And again, talk about it. You know, I, you know, I just saw this great article, you know, this great blog post from Ryan. Here's why I, I thought it was so fabulous. <clears throat> and so, you know, it, you don't, you, it's not just click share, it's talk about it. You know, again, build those relationships. You wouldn't just, you know, put in you know, a, a printed article in an envelope and mail it to somebody. You're going to That's put it. a note with it that says oh my gosh, we just talked about this in our networking today, thought you might like it, you know, or or whatever.
0: That's 100% what it is. And I think most people, again, there's that, that divergence when they get online. Like how would you, if you found something offline and you enjoyed it and you wanted to befriend someone, you're not just going to look them in the eyes and be like, Hey, good job. And then walk away. You know, you're going to, you want to befriend this person. What are you going to do? Like be that person online, personalize interactions, leave at least a one or two or three paragraph comment. <clears throat> it doesn't always have to be that long, but like you said, talk to them about it. Hey, great post, I really appreciate it. I was in Bali back then and I could see, you know, and me- mention a point in the post and just it's just yeah. be authentic and, mm-hmm. and, when it, and when you befriend enough people through these just, you know, awesome things like social media and sharing other people's content, you know, when people comment on my blog, I respond to everyone and then patiently over time, I usually visit and it will say, you know, the subject that changes, I get busier and busier, but I've been going mm-hmm. back to everybody's blog and leaving a comment who comments on my blog if they have a blog mm-hmm. or, you know, I'll retweet other people retweeting me and it's just not one hand wash not one not one person just taking care of the other because they solely took care of them it's like a genuine thing like i really appreciate Mm -hmm. that i like what this person's about and let me hook them up and i really like their article and then you befriend people over time where it's kind of like that detached giving where you just want to Genuinely befriend someone, and you find yourself with always friends around you who retweet you all your posts right away. Who are making your list grow like wildfire, supporting your business, you know, helping you grow. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, look at where I came from, just through the power of patiently making one friend at a time through the act of genuine service. And that's right. all that it is.
1: Right. And <clears throat> folks, it is going to take time. This is not. Yes. Ooh, I'm going to have this happen by you know third quarter. No, you know, it it does take time. And and it's funny because I have people ask me, well, how long do you think it will take for me to have 2,000 followers on Twitter? Uh, No. I mean, you know, do you have good content? Are people really going to want to to follow you? And, you know, all these various things, you know, my clients drive me nuts when it's like, well, I want to hit X number of people. And then you don't hit that number and they say, can you buy them? Mm. Uh, Yes, I know it's absolute worst thing to do.
0: That's the thing. It's just I think so many people, Deb, they're still in employee mode or salary mode or survival mode. This whole idea of I would just say salary mode, employee mode. Mm -hmm. And it's that if I put in this work, I'm going to get this. Like I put in this much time today and I get that, too, when I'm answering questions on core or client people bringing things to me. Hey, Ryan, how much? how much money will I make if I get a 1,000 visitors to my blog over the next six months every single day? And I'm just like, mm-hmm. it's impossible to answer that. Right. And you're not paid based on the amount of time you put in or how much traffic. It's not like mm-hmm. when it reaches a certain traffic point that people say, okay, it's time to start buying. It's the value you bring, it's your clarity. And a lot of it is detaching from this fear-based stuff of, I put in this time, so now I want these results. And mm-hmm. if you can't do that. And I think most bloggers, it's why 81%... Of bloggers never make more than a hundred dollars online during their entire online career. And you're thinking, how could that be? But everybody's so obsessed with getting, getting, getting that they don't do the generous giving that allows the getting to set itself up. And it's going to take time. And for most people, we're talking months and years. We're not talking weeks because right. a lot of people have these mental blocks and they have these fears and they have, you know, just, well, you know, I see it so many times with folks who start with new blogs after two to three months. I mean, it's 99% of the time, read 99.99, there's just kind of this, you know, well, I had the energy going in the beginning, but I just kept checking the stats. I didn't do any guest posting. I didn't do any blog commenting. I'm not ready for that yet. I just want to post and then have a real famous person find my blog because I have such a special story. Right. And I say, you do have a special story, but the famous people find you when you're generous as the famous people were. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and I try to understand when you're that in that space, that's where it happens. And for most people, it's just almost everybody. It takes time.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, and and. A lot of us just don't have the patience for that, you know, and, mm-hmm. and that is kind of one of the the hard things to have to deal with. But we also, in in a lot of ways, you don't want it to be, a, you know, a, the so called overnight success, because you know that that's kind of like the the Milli Vanillies of the world. You know, they had one song that they did like really well, and then away they went. It's a know, one hit wonder, yep. right? Right. You want to be able to have something that is sustainable. Mm. Um, you know, otherwise, that you know, that famous person who you know retweeted your post or commented on your blog or whatever, they're going to go back and go, well, they haven't done anything, so I don't care about them anymore. Um, you know, and 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 it's it is it's, it has to be sustainable, and and that is going to take time.
0: It takes time, and if you want if you want lasting, sustainable success, you'll make strong build strong friendships and st- 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 these p- develop these powerful bonds with influential people in your niche by helping them out persistently over the long haul and that's where everything just keeps building and it keeps building and not only that you're going to start getting a tribe of folks following you and they'll become like rabid fans and you know these people when they comment on my posts, like like I, I published a post like you know uh, Two and a half minutes later, boom, comment. You know, my readers from Pakistan and India, whatever time it is, they're like, I waited up for the post. And it's like, I can't believe people wait up for my post and they're standing there by their phone. It's just, Uh it floors me. I can't believe this, but you see it's the power of a true tribe when you Mm -hmm. do it the right way, patiently, and for the higher energy, and you're doing things more from a love and less from a place of fear, and then mainly from a place of love and very little from a space of fear. That's Mm -hmm. when you get this lasting stuff and people who will just run through a brick wall to help you out. And I'm so appreciative of it. And it's like the total opposite of the one-hit wonder deal where it just becomes like – that's like a a, a game of manipulation, and it's just Mm -hmm. not lasting. You get that viral post. I did a post on that recently. Everybody wants a viral post. I did a a series of blog posts on it and videos. I'm like, you know what I've done? I've maintained – I've always set the intent, and I've maintained building a viral presence. And you do that one blog post, one guest post, one connection at a time. Then when you look all over, maybe none of my posts have gotten, uh, you know, 10 million visits. But when you see me in 50,000 places, <laughs> right. through persistence, that's mm-hmm. where you have the lasting, sustainable business. And that's where you make the greatest impact, too. And that's what's most fun.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and it's funny because, you know, we, people, you know, as we've been saying, they they want it fast. You know, I had a client come to me one time, uh, she had written a fabulous book, and she said, I want you to get me on Oprah. You know, so she went from, you know, writing this book and having like 10 people buy it to her next goal was to be on Oprah. And I looked at her and I said, no, <laughs> you know, I said, for one thing, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, it, it takes a long process. You know, there have been some one-hit wonders again, but but I, you know, I told her I said, for one thing, could you fulfill that number of books if you got on Oprah? You know, and and she, uh, you know, I said because typically that's like 40,000 books. Boom. You know, could you do that? And then the worst thing would be to say no. You know, or the clients that I want you to make this video go viral. Ugh. OK, you know, very rarely does that happen. And unfortunately, the ones that do usually aren't the ones that you want to go viral. Um, yeah. You know, and 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 it is it's that slow and steady and just continually working, continually improving. You know, you I think that's one of the things that that people and, you know, I fell into this trap, too. I would write a blog post and then not publish it because, gosh, darn, it wasn't quite perfect. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I did that for probably a year. And finally, somebody told me, just hit the publish button. I'm like, ugh, fine. And, you know, was there a typo in it? Well, probably, you know, could it have been better worded? Sure. But if I waited to get it absolutely perfect, I never, ever would have published.
0: That's uh, to the horror of the blogosphere, Deb. I One of my greatest strengths is shipping the heck out of my blog. I mean, I was mm-hmm. publishing, uh, this is the old blog. This is like three or four old blogs. But I was publishing on two blogs at one time, 30 mm-hmm. posts a day. Uh, wow. five, yeah, uh, thirty-second videos, and the energy. I mean, uh, the videos look like a deer in the headlights, the cyber deer in right. headlights, I guess you could say. But it was just, it was not there. But I still had the, the courage and the boldness to just put it out there, and I got clearer, and I got clearer. And I don't recommend that, but it was just part of me being the person I am today. And like you said, with the the people wanting, I remember dreaming to be on Oprah ten years ago, or like when I started blogging like nine years ago, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking imagine if it actually happened for whatever reason and they just like my story diving into blogging and like how I would have frozen on that stage and how terrified I would have been in the critics and now after you know literally I mean I've deleted a few of my channels because back in the day I did more network marketing and you had people take it long and short of it I have created thousands of videos Mm -hmm. and now like a couple hundred Facebook live videos so the live stuff and I've done hundreds and hundreds of interviews so it's like now I have the finish and the polish of where I kind of feel not from a place of cockiness in any means, but I feel confident and clear enough that Mm -hmm. I could just sit on almost any show in a live setting and just be me because I think Mm -hmm. so much of the fear, but that took a lot of practice. And people say, you're such a natural, you're such a natural on these Facebook, you have the charisma. I'm like, 3000 videos ago. No, I did not have Mm -hmm. that. Look at my early videos. And this is Mm -hmm. success is progressive. And that's when it's sweetest. And that's when, you know, you, energetically earn the right through your devotion to your craft to, to appear on these shows. And that's, again, if you want it to be sustaining and then you'd appear on somebody right. else's show or, and and like you said that fulfillment question, I'm sure your are cl- Oh, wait a second. <laughs> that goes to show you, you're not ready. You're not being the person mm-hmm. yet. And you're not ready because you didn't know that. And you didn't have your strategy. And this takes time.
1: Right. right so one of the things that I was thinking of, you know, speak, we, cause talked about authenticity and things like that. What do you think about ghost writing on blogs? They, you know, sometimes I tell people you need to blog. You know, and not you have to, but you know, you you should be blogging. And they, I just don't have the time. And so they have people who ghostwrite for them. What do you think about that?
0: I think if you're a hundred percent clear on it, and there's very few people are, if you're a hundred percent clear, then yes, go for it. But mm-hmm. almost every single blogger I talk to Deb that goes that has ghostwriters. They're just not clear and they feel they're a bad writer. And that just, again, that creates that divergence between the authentic you and who you really are and working on your skills and getting clear on your blog. And in a lot of cases, too, some people just want to make money through their blog. And okay. then that's that getting energy. And then they're wondering when they're hiring the ghostwriter on the cheap because they don't want to spend a lot of money. Uh-huh. And they're like, you know, I want the one that writes it for five or 10 bucks. And I'm like, well, don't you really care about your blog? And you're just saying. So, yeah, I think most cases write the post because unless you hate writing outright, you probably shouldn't mm-hmm. be blogging. But in most cases, it's just somebody's lack of competence and their lack of clarity. And they're like, I'm going to look stupid when I publish the post. I can't write. I'm going to get writer's block. So I agree with you on that. Just write it. <clears throat> you might have one in 100 that are like fully clear on it and like, I want to automate it. And that's fine. And they hire mm-hmm. high-end right. ghostwriters. But even then, though, it's like, where are you going to go with that? Because if you mm-hmm. ever thought about writing a book, talk about divergence with your brand when... <laughs> your ghostwriters handling everything, I guess you could hire them to write a book, but how, how long is that going to go on? Right. I mean, it almost becomes a little bit of a farce or a charade because it's mm-hmm. like, where, where can your brand go from there when you're not really doing anything right. other than paying the domain and hosting fee and ghostwriters. So, right. so yeah, yeah, definitely write the post guys.
1: Yeah. You know, and, and it does depend on, on what it is. I mean, you know, if it's a technical post sure. where, you know, then, then sure it could probably be written by anybody, but If it is something where it's really your personal story, you know, now, you know, there there are certainly ghostwriters and and people who work well with others. But it takes a very special skill to be that ghostwriter, to be able to get to know that person well enough that you can be their voice.
0: Let's put it this way. If you're paying that person's rates, you're probably not going to (laughs) be, you know, you're going to have the means or you're going to have built it up because, yeah, those people, there they do that. That's usually reserved for books. I mean, right. that's reserved for publishing houses and it can be done on a blog. But like you said, that intimacy, the second you're going to develop, you're going to really ingratiate your, your personality or your story into any blog or brand, which I suggest in so many cases, because it adds that authenticity. You, you got to write it. You got to, mm-hmm. because finding a ghostwriter to recreate that, it's going to be tough at most of the rates these people are willing to pay.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Well, you know, one of the things that you mentioned is the amount of content that you've got out there. And I love this. You have 126 bite-sized eBooks on Amazon. So, you know, I'm, I'm on Amazon right now. I am on your page. Folks, there are 12 pages on Amazon for Ryan. I love that. I think that is so cool. And so, of course, everybody's eyes just crossed and went, oh, my God, I can never come up with that much content. And nah. These are bite-sized books and and yeah. I love them because the titles are 15 ways to make money blogging, 5 tips for slaying energy vampires. <laughs> We're not talking war and peace here. This is not, no, you know, 3000-page exactly. tomes. These are, are great little snippets. So, how did how did you do this? And then, you know, and, and then we'll talk about how you turn them into audiobooks also.
0: Sure, sure. A number of years ago, when I created Blogging from Paradise, we were in Fiji, and I trashed my old blog and the 3,400 blog posts, my old online cash flow streams. It was an interesting experience, but but I started off with Blogging from Paradise, and I'm like, I should really write an adjoining ebook for this to really get things off uh, and get them going. And so I wrote mm-hmm. uh, How to Retire to a Life on Hopping Smart Blogging, and then one of my friends fellow digital nomad who I inspired to retire to Chiang Mai in Thailand which is one of our favorite places Mm -hmm. in the world he's like you deserve to write another I remember the way he said it the British friend Rob Coven you know Udemy top seller he's like you deserve to write another ebook and just the way he said it just made me laugh and I'm like yeah Mm -hmm. I think I'll write another one so I wrote a second and then I wrote a third and a fourth and I'm like, my readers like these, they're basically like pillar style posts. They're, they're uh-huh. 6,000 words, 30 to five morning, 45 minute reads, which is the short reads category. And then we were in Bali uh, doing a house sit for six months, gorgeous, like stunning place a villa mm-hmm. actually, football field size, soccer field size villa, Try mm-hmm. American, American listeners. And uh, I just went on this tear and I was like, let me just write an ebook Every day, not because I need to, not because I have to, not even because I want to, but because I kind of feel like I'm being, maybe used by by like a higher power. I just felt that inspiration. I'm like, let me just write it, write it, write it. Mostly blogging tip stuff. Funny travel stories, or just you know, entertaining travel stories. And then I kind of went off a little bit. And usually I don't do that with my brand, but I'm like for Amazon eBooks, let me put out there some of the law of attraction stuff that I've right. experienced mm-hmm. in my life, and some of the digital nomad stuff. So I kind of went off topic a little bit as far as moving away from the the, the blogging bit, hundred percent. But I think that
1: lets people get to know about you.
0: That's exactly it. And this is mm-hmm. the perfect platform, Deb. You could you put something out, and I just tell people five thousand words, six thousand words, thirty minute read. Practical tips, something entertaining, but just a quick read that inspires folks. Make it three ninety nine. Boom, they, they you know drop down three ninety nine, and it's like mm-hmm. it's a nice thing to have on your Kindle for for reference again and again. And like you said, letting people get to know me through the travel posts and the LOA posts, inspirational posts. My the one I think I have, um, I'm trying to remember how many photos, but just pictures from my travels. And I'm like, oh, yeah, why don't I put it up for the longest time I did? not people were saying, just mm-hmm. travel pictures, inspirational mm-hmm. stuff. We've lived in some phenomenal places, so oh, yeah. so why not? And it's fun. And then, too, I, I earn on top of that because I'm also an Amazon associate, so I used a little short link. And um, it's another way to earn and another way to connect with people and have those real sweet widgets. So, so yeah, I ran with it. But def- I suggest to everybody, if you're writing, just use this platform, guys. I mean, Amazon's the search. It's the Google of digital storefronts. I mean, it's unbelievable.
1: Well, and you know for so many people all this could be is taking two or three of their blog posts and making an ebook. Yeah. You know? Exactly. And so it's it's repurposing content that you already have.
0: Yep, and I did that for a number probably about 10 or 15 until I went on that like um tear when I just did all the um, 100% unique content. But yeah, you can just repurpose it. Or if you get this idea and it's like it's like a long form post if you've been blogging for any length of time and you see these 6 7,000 word posts you just need to format it the right way, and Amazon has, you know, I even wrote articles on it that really rank high in Google for that, for, like, writing and formatting uh, Kindle right. e-books. But um, But, yeah, format it, and it's, like, it's really not a big deal, and I had such, I was so afraid of it for so long, and then I'm like, oh, that was pretty easy. You know, have a cover designed? or I just go with the simple Blogging Paradise cover? I have my logo, and then every single cover is a place that I've photographed perfectly, and these are places like Fiji, Bali. Costa Rica, Thailand, Sri Lanka. I mean, really fascinating your place. Image,
1: so That's you're not it. even having to buy it or exactly. worry about copyright just put it up
0: it. there and it's it's one of a kind. And I felt clear on it. And it was just, again, it was branding because then they could see Blogging from Paradise and they're like, oh, I found you through your ebook on uh, Amazon. I saw Blogging mm-hmm. from Paradise and I looked it up in your bio and now I'm on your blog and they're on my list and everything works in so nicely. And it's rendering service through uh, uh, just a tremendous vehicle. So yeah, I absolutely love it.
1: Right. Well, and it's giving people content in a in a different way. Um, you know, some people like blogs, some people like videos. You know, all these various things. And so you do that. You know, you've got the audio books too. Those are on iTunes. Um, you know, and and uh, so you know, it's it's making your content accessible by people in the way that they want it. You know, yeah. don't just think, oh my gosh, you know, I'm I'm going to do this because this is what I should do. I love the people. I have to write a book. Because people want a book. no, you know, you're, you think people want a book, um, you know, or you want to be able to say, I have a book. Um, you know, it, it's more, you know, how do people want to get it? And so that's what I like about your books is their bite size. You know, could you combine them into longer ones? Well, probably. But, you know, we have the attention span of a gnat. Or, you know, something short, you know, I, I, I end up spending, yeah, I spend quite a bit of time in doctor's uh, waiting rooms. And so, you know, I could put several of your books on my iPad and just thoroughly amuse myself and be educated, you know, for, for a great time and, and, and you know, also be spending that time in a very good way as opposed to just sitting there. My doctor always has HGTV on, you know, so it, you know, I could actually be learning something as opposed to watching television.
0: That's exactly it, and you know, get some entertainment, some practical tips, and that's the cool thing too. When you're writing, you know, and it's not some uh, great tome; it's 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 shorter. But then you could do a little bit more volume, not because you have to, but because you have the ideas, these ideas, and you can put the content out there. And then, people, I'm a big fan of James Altucher's advice. He's like the best way to promote your current ebook is is to write the next one. And it's not from a desperate space, but it's like I have the talent, and these don't have to be some huge things. So take advantage of it. And Amazon specifically has a category for it: thirty to 45 minute you know short read and more and more these days our attention's pulled in a zillion different directions it just seemed to make the most sense my readers said and from what i energy felt um, energetically felt aligned with
1: perfect well ryan we've only got about a minute left you know we didn't even get to talk about some of the places you've been to i should have you and kelly on sometime just so that, that we can really talk about it because i think that's just so fun But to talk about how to do business from those other places, Um, you know, Kelly mentioned one of the things that is difficult for her is time zones. You know, sometimes she's having to work in the middle of the night because her customers, it's noon for them. You know, Mm. it's a little bit easier with what you're doing. But, you know, if if somebody is thinking, hey, I want to have this nomadic lifestyle, what are some of the, the things that we have to do? So I'd love to do that sometimes to have both of you on. I think that'd be great.
0: That'd be awesome. Oh, we'd love to do it. Definitely.
1: Great. Well, one last time, tell people how they find you and how they connect with you online.
0: Sure thing. You could find all my goodies, blog posts, videos, podcasts, audiobooks, ebooks, courses, all that good stuff. Consulting services, my coaching services at bloggingfromparadise.com. And make sure to sign up for my emails. I send them out right now like Tuesday and Friday, maybe one more a week, but a couple of emails a week, one a podcast or ebook release, and then on that's on Friday and then Tuesday I send out my uh, longer form blog post of the week for Smart Blogging Tips, and some cool pictures of paradise.
1: I love it. Well, and we didn't even mention your coaching. You know, you you do have coaching programs for people who are thinking, golly gee, I want to do this, but I don't know how.
0: Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I offer that, like a single session, eight-week session, and then also like a report just to mm-hmm. help folks if they want to do it in person and just, yeah, building a successful blog from the ground up, or even if they have an established blog and they want to move in a different direction, I could definitely help uh, aspiring and then also experienced, established bloggers as well. Gain that clarity and uh, take their blog wherever they want to take it.
1: Perfect. And again, that is at bloggingfromparadise.com. Well, I am Deb Creer. I've been having an absolutely fabulous time talking with Ryan Bidoff about how he blogs from paradise and does it as a full-time occupation about said job. It's not a job for you. It's a passion, a full-time passion for you. And so for everyone out there, have an absolutely fabulous day.
0: Thanks for listening to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us next
1: time for more real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.